But this makes me feel like, what do you guys do in practice? Like, are you just relying on one person to go off all the time? You know what I mean? So when you guys are left with that person gone, like, do you guys never think of situations like this? So now we're, what are we doing? <laughs> Dunno. <laughs> we can't give our secrets up. Welcome to the Modern Ball Show. It's episode seven and I'm Ola. I'm Eamon. I'm Paige. I'm Shakila. Shout out NBA 2K and Nay Saga for this. We're super excited to be bringing you the hottest topics in regards to what's going on in the NBA right now. Um, if you guys don't know, Abu Dhabi has been announced. There's lots coming. Bringing you a bit of local homegrown news as well in terms of what's going on in the WBBL. Coming straight from the players of the day who are currently in the playoffs. We shout out to Paige and Shaq. <laughs> It's summertime, so that means that there tends to be quite a lot of events that you guys need to look out for going on in the UK and abroad. So we're going to be talking about those as well. But before we get into it, Eamon, you just got back from Morocco. Yes, yes. How was it? Tell us about it. It was good. It was really hot. It was good to get away. But the sad thing was I missed the beginning of the second round of the playoffs because I was basically in a place in Morocco where it's like a remote area. So... There was not a lot of Wi-Fi and stuff, so I couldn't catch games, but it was really good. It was really hot and it was a well-needed break. <laughs> love it. Love that for you. Currently, Sev isn't here. She is away in LA, so we're going to be getting info from her. But Eamon, you were saying that you were listening to the episode. You heard a few words from Sev. You didn't like them? Yeah. <laughs> I was listening to episode six on the way back and I was listening to Sev talk about the Celtics and I was actually twitching on the plane. I was like, oh my God, I, I should have been in that episode, but I knew it. Good. <laughs> yeah, and her page was like, Eamon's twitching somewhere in Morocco right now. And I was like, hell yeah, I was. No, well, at least you guys are on the comeback, but we'll talk about that in a second. But yes, I guess in terms of NBA news, Abu Dhabi has been announced October the 5th to the 7th. Has anyone been to a global games? No, I haven't even gone to the games out here in the UK because I've always been in America at the time when they were over here. Mm. So... I'm definitely trying to catch that game, to yeah, be fair. Yeah. Jordan, so. 2K, whoever you can, make it happen. We want to go. <laughs> in 2014, that was a 76ers versus OKC game in Manchester. And it was like a pre-season NBA global game. I went to that. But again, the atmosphere wasn't there because mm. everyone was there for a good time. But it was just, you know, one of those games. But KD was playing, so oh, wow. that was good to catch. That's really cool, though. I don't know if I've told you guys, but I would try to get one. I got tickets once. They're so hard to get. Oh, that was the time that I got snowed in Nigeria. And, yes. And then oh, Shaq, yeah. Shaq was like, in Nigeria, snow. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there was a longer story to that. But yeah, still, still no global games. But hopefully Abu Dhabi is on the way. Let's talk about the playoffs. How are people feeling? Wow. Well, I'm so happy that Lakers won last night, this morning, early hours. But honestly, I think, ah, oh, I really have no words. I'm I'm just happy with what's going on. I'm happy that Boston's doing well. I'm happy with Pete, like Jimmy's going off. Mm. And I'm happy with the Lakers. But I think Golden State and the Lakers, that's the most interesting one so far. Maybe he and Nick's also. But like this one is like what's gonna happen yeah. like this is the one that everyone's like on the edge of the seat for so it's like oh can't miss a game for that one <laughs> like, it's too interesting it's the one that you have to watch back as well like if you miss yeah, it yeah, yeah. the time you actually want to see what happened because when I woke up this morning and I saw the points I was like how like that's like <laughs> 25 point difference that's crazy yeah. in a playoff series like between those two teams I just wasn't expecting it yeah I mean it was neck and neck but honestly watching the game 
the referees were very biased. I wasn't, I wasn't a fan, but I can't lie. I do think Lakers did deserve that dub, but I didn't think the foul count should have been like that, to be fair. For me, I don't feel like the second round is as interesting as the first round was because all of the games have been blowouts. They've been like 20 point leads. Mm. They've not been close games. I know like every series is 2-1 actually, which is interesting that it's close between all teams, but every game is a blowout. So it's not very interesting yeah. to sit and watch mm, it mm. you can lose your focus watching games like that so yeah, yeah intensity isn't there in my opinion yeah and I wonder why like is it because like, the series before like every most of them I'm looking at now most of them were like four ones four twos mm-hmm. obviously apart from Kings and Golden State so it's like how are we now going into a situation where we keep seeing 20 point leads like because even the series mm-hmm. before we weren't expecting four ones but at least the games were close Mm. It's probably a mindset. People are already thinking, okay, so I we'll get the next one. We'll get mm. the next one. It's a it's a long series. It goes up to game seven. So I think it will only start to get interesting when it gets to game five, which I think, you know, a lot of teams will probably get to. So oof, we'll see. And yeah, hopefully then we start seeing like some show out games. And I guess as well, you can probably also think about it in terms of like maybe players are actually tired. Like you would have done everything you could towards the end of last series and now you're coming into yeah. these ones and like, because the thing that I just keep seeing is terrible defense, like just really yeah. bad yeah. defense, like as in non-existent. I think the key for Lakers, especially between Lakers and Golden State, Looney has to play amazing and then AD has to play amazing for it to be a tough game. Mm. If those two players don't go off, then it's pretty much a, a blowout. Yeah, like yeah, how yeah. can yeah. AD average what he was averaging the first game and then the second game? He's not doing that, you know? Yeah, yeah. I guess there's also like the other two things that I think could be factors is that now I think people are getting talked about so much more. So like AD, for example, like people are really picking up on the inconsistency of his consistency Um, and that's getting a lot of references. So that could definitely been having an impact as well in terms of like what people are just feeling on the court. Potentially, you never know, because now we're in like we've already seen the first and the second seed drop. So people are just a little bit like anything Mm -hmm. can happen. And then maybe injuries like we've seen more injuries than we've ever seen before. So maybe that's another reason why actually people are now a little bit like cautious in how they're playing. I don't know. What do you think, Eamon? Yeah, I think the same because if you look at Embiid, he was injured and he shouldn't have been back for game two. Mm. And when he's come back for game two and game three, he's not been playing at the level that he's used to, which has like affected the Sixers overall play. You can see like James Harden hasn't been playing well in those two games as well. It just shows injuries have slowed down every team's performance Mm -hmm. overall. Yeah, it must take something to sort of like, I guess the team having to pick themselves up in the midst of losing, I guess someone like Embiid, their MVP, shout out to him. Mm, shout out to him. Yeah, yeah, like in the midst of losing your key Jack player. Jack called it, Jack yeah. called it, she said it from day one. Yeah, yeah, well done Jack. <laughs> she wanted a big to win and he got it. I guess in the midst of teams having to pick themselves up without their high, like their, their best players in some situations and figuring it out, you literally have to figure out how to slot them back in all over again when they're not on 100%. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it must be quite difficult. That is a good point. But this makes me feel like, what do you guys do in practice? Like, are you just relying on one person to go off all the time? <laughs> you know what I mean? So when you guys are left with that person gone, like, do you guys never think of situations like this? Like, mm. who's going to like, you know what I mean? Like, mm. this is where teams come away from, like, making one player the, the star and make it more about other players. Because yeah. it's like, 
if that one person goes or is injured, like what else have you got? Yeah, I know it's going to be a fight, but you still got to try and hold it down somehow. Mm, mm. Can't be looking lost. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's true, it's true. Because yeah, that's a good point. Because there would have been training games before that person came back in. You would have figured out how to integrate them somehow. Or even if you make the decision to let a player come back, that's not fully. It's not at full capacity. The same way you manage to play without them, you should figure out how to play mm-hmm. with them. But yeah, maybe uh, yeah, maybe that's not something that's been looked into in the training series. Maybe you've just dropped a preseason training gem for the NBA. You never know. <laughs> hire her, hire her, guys. But yes, I have a trivia question for you. I thought I'd chuck one in. So oh. this goes out to everyone. Everyone has to answer. If you got the chance to sit down with one player, yeah. NBA, WNBA, any any series, any any franchise, and ask them for a play-by-play of how they went from rookie to MVP so that you could figure out exactly how to do it, who are you choosing and why? For the NBA, I think I'm going to go Steph Curry. Yeah. This is a guy that, like, since he entered the league, he was on, on the rise. Did you guys ever see, like, the video of LeBron James going to go watch one of his college games? And he's like, yeah, this is someone who understands the game, who's got a bright future. So when you get that respect when you're in college and then you come out, I think that's a lot of pressure. So coming in, knowing that eyes are on you and if you don't perform, then it's going to be spoken about. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's big. So I feel like I want to know like how he had to deal with that and like, you know, his dad played also. So what was what was his mindset and how did he like just stay focused? throughout the whole time so that'd be interesting but for WNBA also I, I know you didn't ask for two but you know I'm gonna do it anyway <laughs> I don't know about Asia Wilson because I know like her growing up she's spoken a little how like you know her dad like her dad used to be a coach and her dad never used to play her like so she had to earn that respect from her dad and I just want to know like what was that like do you know what mm. I mean like not being played by your dad to now like being MVP queen in all categories like so this is a lady that's potentially down in history already so it'll be quite interesting to know like just sit down and chat with her have a little chin wag you know see mm. what she's up to see what she thinks about her career yeah nice no, shout love those amen so NBA, I'm just going to go with Embiid solely because when he came into the league, he wasn't dubbed to be what the player that he is today. Because when he first came into the league, he was he had a lot of injuries and his first two seasons, he basically sat out most of it. So for him to go from a player that most people thought his career is over because of injuries and then go on and win MVP, considering the last two seasons he was runner-up as well, to maintain that level and then have that perseverance of like winning it, knowing that the last two seasons he was this close to winning it and he saw the award go to Jokic. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to probably hear from Embiid why and how he got that level of strength to continue. A lot of people now say the same about Zion, as in mm. his career is over because of injuries. But when you look at Embiid, he went from a player that in his rookie season was injured and probably played like two games or something. Yeah, so that's one. And then WNBA, probably Candice Parker, because she she won the MVP in her rookie season. So to be that level great, um, it will be interesting to see, like, you know, sit down with her to see what went through her mind, her playing style, everything from A to Z um, of her rookie season because that was a rookie of the year and an MVP season. So those are my two answers. 
Yeah, you skip you skip the need for um the six year journey that it usually takes because she did it both. Yeah. 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 Um <laughs> just how do you turn on from day one? That's basically what she's gonna teach you. And yeah, I don't know if you saw Embiid when he was being interviewed and he was saying like some of the things that he placed his motivations on was actually around the fact that coming from Africa, like a lot of the resources that a lot of players get to be great. He just simply didn't have access to it. And actually one of the things in his mindset was just the fact that I now have everything at my disposal to be great. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna make sure I'm great. Which I think is such a great mentality to have as well, to just be like, yeah, basically you walk in and you say, I'm gonna reset every year, every game, I'm gonna reset because I still have everything at mm -hmm. my disposal. So yeah, shout out to him, the real MVP. If I was to pick, I would probably go with, um, I would actually, for a similar reason, I would go with Kevin Durant. I think he has also had so many injuries and usually in those situations like i think he's just had a really interesting career and even in the midst of all of that i still feel like he stays very much himself very humble and very much present he's still a consistent player wherever he goes and i guess my question to him would be how did you handle all of that because he was always a very different player in terms of his height his ability his range he could do so much and that's always been what he's taught he's been known for but then he had a legacy that was created for him riddled with injuries and somehow hasn't become the player that people are necessarily talking bad about and I want to know like is it because he kept his head down is it because he was consistent is it because he curled a narrative like what did he do and how did he do it and how did he feel about it because I really feel like he's his journey has gone through some roller coasters that haven't necessarily been massively publicized. He just sort of sits in the background and maybe because of his consistency but I want to know what he thinks of his journey. And then I guess WNBA, because we're doing both, I would say Edna Campbell. Personally, for me to find out what that comeback journey from breast cancer actually looks like so that you can know that and plan for that, really. Because I think one of the things I've learned about this journey is that there are so many different types of cancer. There's so many different types of breast cancer. And actually, you can't really ever chart anyone else's story to yours. It's easier to figure out what your life is like normally outside to then figure out who you should talk to more consistently. So to hear from her, that would be fantastic. Aww. Shaq. I'm gonna go Nikola Jokic only because he's European. So it would be like just interesting to see the European like side of it, growing up in Europe, playing in Europe, and then moving to basically where the best basketball is played. And you've come mm -hmm. from your country and you've got MVP two times in a row. Mm. So yeah, it would just be interesting to see his insights and like how he did it and what kept him motivated being away from home. And on the WNBA side, I'm going to agree with Eamon and go Candice Parker. Like she said about the rookie, being a rookie and getting MVP is insane to me. Mm. Like, especially now because of the things that are going on in WNBA, like us not having a lot of spots for the players that we know people are so talented and people are getting cut. The fact that it is a league of vets mm. and if she's as a rookie and making MVP I'm, I would have loved to like I didn't really watch basketball that much growing up but I would have loved to like be a part of that and just understand what what she went through yeah 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 it's a shout actually because even last week we were quoting teams and players and saying that rookies know your place play the plays, pass the ball, and so on. I think it was you, Shaq, that was like reading the tweet out, telling us the message to rookies in terms of what you actually need to do. And that, yeah, it's so yeah. true to come in and go from that place where you're just expected to, to just dribble the ball when you're asked to, to actually lead the team and the league. That's phenomenal. Okay, WBBL playoffs have started. Well, and me and Shaq are in the semi-finals. Yeah, you are. Woo! Woo! <laughs>
Yeah, it's, this one's actually a quite interesting one, to be fair. We were just talking about having players be the star player and then them not being there in the NBA. Mm. So then now our friend Kiki isn't here with us and, you know, she gives us like 20 points a game. Mm. Yeah. So now we're, what are we doing? <laughs> Now <laughs> we can't give our secrets out because you know we oh, didn't yeah. have a game today, but I think we got it. We got it. We got it. Yeah. So you know, it's like adjusting and changing. At least we're making adjustments, and you know, can't talk for the NBA, but <laughs> we're doing our best. But honestly, like the WBBL has come a long way, and to have the crowds that we have. So today, basically, our boys play before us. So we're going to play after. So hopefully the fans stay and we get a bit of a crowd to get us hyped. So that's that's a positive, you mm. know, because that doesn't normally happen. Yeah. yeah. Do you prefer playing after the men or? Um. Yeah, I think I do prefer playing after. I think watching the guys play gets me a bit excited and then we go in after. And then ultimately we've got a bit of people that were just like, why not just stay for the girls, you know? It's exciting. It's going to be a good one mm. today. We're playing Seven Oaks. You know, they're a very competitive team, a really good team. So uh, it's going to be a fun game. Everyone watch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so when did you guys switch from doing the men's game first? So honestly, like normally we play at the Copper Box, right? Mm. And the venue is just unavailable at the moment. So now they're playing it at Crystal Palace, the National Sport Centre. But I think they've figured it out along the way. Mm -hmm. So I think they're like, let's just put the girls after. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it was intentionally, but they saw how well it worked. They were like, okay, Mm -hmm. we've got to do this for next season, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that's how it how it worked out. I don't think it was on purpose. I, I think, just... I think. sorry to cut you off. Fine. I think it was on purpose. The first game, we had a spell of like 10 games in 20 days or something ridiculous. So we actually had a game. I think this is the third game now that we'll be playing after the men. And we had a game the night before in somewhere. And then we came back home and then we had to play again. So they let the men go first. Okay. So that was the reason why we was initially after the men. But that is that was three games ago now. And we are in, I think, fourth game competing after the men. Mm. Uh, just the turnaround of fans is, like, is amazing to see. Because when, with the men, I think the men need, like, three hours to warm up sometimes. Mm. So when we go first, we would play at, like, 12. And the men wouldn't play till, like, 5. Oh, wow. So that's, like, your whole day is, like... <clears throat> taken away if you want to come and watch Mm. this switch has been really good for our fan base yeah yeah yeah. you see how it's that kind of happened as like okay let's just do it for the player body Mm -hmm. like for us to get better so Mm. it wasn't like oh we're doing it because we want them to have fans but suddenly now it's like oh okay let's get the fans yeah Yeah, so that's why I was just like it wasn't purposeful but Mm. now it's made it into a purposeful thing yeah yeah yeah. and then I think now it's working fine but I think in the future it might not work because if my nephew wants to come down and watch he's not going to be coming to a late game he's got school the next day Mm. so tomorrow it's bank holiday Monday so it works fine but I think during the season it may not work Mm. which might be a bit uh so if it's if it's a Sunday game and it's midday, that might be okay. If it's a weekday game and it's midday, that's not going to work because everyone's got work, you know? Mm-hmm. So how can we ever win? You know, yeah, that yeah. sweet spot is normally for the guys. 
So now it's like, uh, yeah. it's, it's a bit tricky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a tough one because, I mean, the men do sometimes play at seven and they still have at least a thousand yeah. fans <laughs> and you've got young kids, older people, yeah, even on a weekday. But I'm sure that if we was to have a game at whatever time, it wouldn't be the same outcome. Mm. We've got to kind of figure it out. The guys have entertainment, so people are like, you, someone's performing mm-hmm. we've got to go watch it mm-hmm. we've kind of got to figure it out for the girls give a little bit more investment mm-hmm. give it a bit more respect yeah. but you know what today's going to be a good day yeah. um, let's get this done yeah it looks like a lot of investment and like even the idea that we've seen that turnaround like whether or not it was intentional or not like clearly it, it's working and it, it will make people think about how to do it best and actually like one of the things that I've noticed as well is like the difference in how tickets are sold because back then it used to be very much like oh like it wasn't very easy to find how you would get the women's tickets it was sort of a little bit like you just bought the men's tickets and if the women's were there then you just walked in it wasn't actually like advertised whereas now like there's like sponsored posts that's like two games for the price of one this price and so on Shaq is on the cover we're seeing like a big difference in how they're like I guess talking about London in terms of a team how they're talking about you guys as well and so naturally people are going to become more interested so yeah I think it's going to be good yeah I agree with that a lot Ola compared to last year there has been a lot of changes so I'm not talking bad at all about what the London Lions have done for the league and for the women's Mm. league but obviously there's still always room for improvement yeah 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 definitely definitely but yeah like we're coming to the end of the season obviously and you guys are going to get the dub today you're going to get the dub next week every week until you're champions but obviously with coming to the end of the season usually seems like like the time when you're trying to figure out what's coming next and so on so I guess as players we're seeing it happen in the NBA as players like how have you experienced that how have you seen that happen yeah like you see players getting cut you see players not like getting work it's it's a tough time and I think like during playoffs it's it's hard because it's like you're trying to figure out your next step but still stay in the moment and you can't help but do that it's really hard so honestly like I've known a lot of players that are just like waiting and waiting and waiting to see if their contracts are going to come through like it's cool with a coach to be like oh yeah don't worry we got you but until you see it on paper mm-hmm. like you don't, no one's got no one you know mm-hmm. what I mean so it's I think being an athlete is it's a gamble because you just never know honestly like you just never know at all levels also mm-hmm. it's not just like this level is it's to NBA to grassroots it's just like you just never know and that's the sad reality anything to add Jack? no I, I agree with Paige I'm kind of in like a position now where season is coming to end, I will be competing for Great Britain Woo-hoo. in the summer. I haven't made the first roster yet, but I will be at the initial camp. So we'll see how that goes. But, you know, that's exposure. Mm. So if I just get my name out there, then hopefully more teams will start popping up. But as I'm still in season, I don't think teams are kind of looking mm. at me because, mm. you know, I'm still focused on what I'm doing now. Mm. But yeah, like Paige said, it's, it's like a gamble. You know, you could go the whole summer working out, you get to the end of the summer, you still don't have anything. We actually have a player that signed with us in January. She said she was doing the same thing all through Christmas. She basically had like a long summer break, which it just depends on the player. She said she enjoyed it. She got to spend time at home with her family and friends. But yeah, coming coming back into the league was like a shock. Mm. You've gone from not playing to like just playing all of a sudden. Mm-mm. And of course, Paige has made the decision that you're going to be retiring this year. Do you want to tell us about Grandma. Talking about me being old. She over here retiring. At the big, big age of 25, Paige. <laughs> <laughs> big age. 
age. <laughs> yeah, it's you know what? It's it's a bittersweet situation for me personally. I wanted to do a lot of encouragement to get people playing sport and um, help the sport. So I did my master's in sport management, recently graduated, and to be offered a job opportunity in the BBL, actually, which I'm so thankful for so early in my work career. It's like I couldn't turn it down, really. And mm. I think if I was going to give it a, a full try and do it correct, I'm going to have to like put the ball down. Mm. And honestly, like the past three years, it has been a bit difficult because it's like, you know, once you go from like, Shaq could probably tell you, playing in the SEC to come back and playing the WBBL, it's such a comparison. Like it's, it's not the same basketball. Mm. And it's like, do you even enjoy it? Like, it's hard. You enjoy your team because your team works hard, but it comes to a point where practice seems more valuable than the actual game sometimes Mm. because of how competitive it is. And it's not, it's not a diss on the WBBL, but it's a growing league, you know? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's like, when you come from a established league to a growing league, it's kind of like, it's hard Mm. to enjoy. But, you know, enjoy the people and everything. And I think that's what I'm going to miss the most, just being in a team atmosphere. But, yeah, I'm excited about my next move because it's still basketball. I'll be doing sports marketing for the BBL, which is wild. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a big leap. I'm humbled with the trust, you know, in that position straight out of college. Mm -hmm. And it's it's exciting, you know. I just want to help grow the league out here. So it's cool. No, we love that. And we're we're rooting for you, man. We're rooting for you. One of the things that I heard you say is that it's a big leap. And I guess I want to tell you something that I got told when I got my first opportunity is that no one has a reason to believe that you don't know what you're doing until you give them one. Like you actually earned the job. So the humility is great because it's a great trait to have, but you did the work. So turn up on day one like it's yours because it already is. Oh, thank you. You know, I've been working part time for the past like four weeks. (laughs) So like I had a meeting this week during practice time Mm. and it couldn't get rescheduled. So I was getting like my ankle taped while I'm on a team meeting. (laughs) Talking about logistics and metrics, and it was, <laughs> and I was just like, right, this is not the way I wanted to go down. But I'm definitely gonna like <laughs> dedication. We yeah. love that. Now we're looking forward to hearing all the great things that you do. And Shaq, best of luck with GB, man. We're looking forward to watching you. Thank you very much. And today, bring it home, guys. Bring it home. Other things that have been going on in the community is BAL, obviously Basketball Africa League is up and running. One of the best things that I saw, like, you know me, I love the community moments. I love all of the things that are for the culture. Um, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union turned up at Zaire's game in Cairo, which was really nice to see. He's had a really good stint and they are obviously now in the playoffs as well as the team. Um, So we'd love to see that. But yeah, the support, the fans seeing him and like just the family moments. Again, another thing that you can't take away from basketball because... Yeah, those things, don't, I just don't feel like the family atmosphere is the same in other sports. Maybe because yeah. you don't have as many legacy kids involved in the game. But yeah, it was just really nice to see. So shout out. But if people don't know, you can go onto the BAL website and you can replay all the games. You can watch all the games that are coming as well. But they are currently in playoff mode. So they've just closed the Now conference. They're going to be closing the other one. And all the teams are set to be going into the finals. So exciting times. On that, about family and community, guys, maybe- Make sure you're at the Hoops Fix All-Star Classic. On the 29th of May, tickets are still available. They're selling quite quickly, to be fair, compared to last year. And I think because last year they showed out and this year it's going to be even bigger and better. This is a competition between 
all the top athletes under 19 i believe in the uk and yeah i'm excited is anyone going to be there fingers crossed <laughs> fingers crossed i think we're hoping to have all of us down there hopefully and all supporting and getting some some content <laughs> yeah. you know it's actually going to be a really really good one i believe like it's going to be so much bigger than last year i can't say much but yeah. Yeah, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, we all got to be there still. Yeah. We've got someone on staff basically saying, "Buy your ticket." <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you guys go out and buy it because yeah, it's looking like it's going to be bigger than we've seen before. Fingers crossed, we're all going to be there. But all of the guys that listen to the podcast, you might be able to meet us in person. Maybe get a quick interview from us too. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But you will at least show our face because this is going to be yeah a big one for the community. Guys, thank you so much for listening to episode seven. Make sure if you haven't listened back to the episodes before that you are doing so we give you a summary of what has happened so far in the series what to watch out for in terms of the WNBA and all things community and culture I've been Ola I've been Eamon I've been Paige <laughs> sorry that sounds a bit funny <laughs> I've been Jack like yeah I've been her I've been that girl <laughs> all still those girls <laughs> make sure you follow us on socials more than more of course we'll see you next week